Hey guys, in today's episode, you are going to hear from my very first interview. So I'm excited to um, have you guys meet Jennifer Coble. She is a, a former ER nurse, uh, co-worker of mine. She has since um, gone on to be a nurse practitioner, and you're going to be hearing a lot about how she um, she went from working full-time as a family nurse practitioner to working part-time um, and taking her uh, health coaching online. And she's going to be sharing a lot about just like mindset and healthy tips and what her area of expertise is. So I hope you guys enjoy today's show. Welcome back to the Passive Income Nurse Podcast, where as healthcare professionals, we create passive income online. We're trading in our scrubs for yoga pants, we're thinking outside of the box, aka the hospital, and we're figuring out how to make money online. And just in case you were wondering, yes, we are professionals, but we were raised on Tupac, so we making changes. <laughs> yep, you heard that right. Hey, I'm Brianne Bell, Registered Nurse, Health, Wellness, and Passive Income Advocate. Join me on this journey of breaking free from the hospital and taking control of your schedule, to reconnecting with what matters most in life, to surrendering and letting Jesus take the will. Pop in your earbuds and get ready to be inspired to grow outside of the hospital walls and learn all kinds of different ways you can make money online. If you could just, you know, first off, tell us who you are, what you do, um, and also share your area of expertise. Okay, so um, I am Jennifer Hay. <laughs> uh, I am a, oh gosh, what am I? I am a wife, a mother, child of God, a nurse practitioner, a health coach, a, I don't know, a little bit of everything. Everything. <laughs> An Uber driver. <laughs> a little bit of everything. Um, so currently, uh, two days a week, I work as a nurse practitioner in a family health clinic. And then um, the other days of the week, I help busy mamas um, in their weight loss journey. Awesome. So um, as, a, as a health coach, yep. Awesome. So how did you like... What was your passion for like working with like busy mamas to help them lose weight? Like, um, is there something like you struggle with personally or what kind of led you to like that being your, your thing that you were passionate about? So way back when, let's go way back. <laughs> You're way back. Um, way back. <laughs> so when I first went into nursing school, like I wanted to help people be healthy like mm -hmm. and of course as a jaded like student nurse like I was going to help people be healthy but yeah. that's not necessarily what's sold yeah that, that doesn't sell you know yeah. people don't know they want to be healthy until they're unhealthy yeah so, well there's no money in um prevention exactly exactly <laughs> and so through a long convoluted story that we do not have time for I ended up in my hometown in a family health practice and um, being one of two female providers of course I see a lot of women struggling with 
weight gain, fatigue, um, anxiety, depression, like a lot of things Mm -hmm. and um, a lot of the same complaints. And, you know, and a lot of my mother friends come to me and they're like, how do you stay so thin? What do you do? What do you eat? What diet do you do? You know, like Mm -hmm. all of these questions. And unfortunately, like I can't say like in one sentence, like, oh, do this diet or oh, do this plan. Right. It's such a more complex thing. And I think a lot of times, um, you know, and it's just been, again, like what we've been marketed is you need to start, you need to be on a diet. It's like, oh, you need to do keto. You need to do the next fad. It's this is going on. This is happening over here. Oh, so-and-so lost 50 pounds doing this diet. But it's like, it become it, it's such a more holistic lifestyle approach that yes. you have to approach it that way and not be sucked into our society's quick fixes, right? Yes. So yes. it has because- to be something you commit yourself to and it's not going to be perfect. There, you know, it's something you have to continually work at. So exactly. Exactly. And that's that's the thing I, I tell these people or these women, like you see this person lost 50 pounds. But mm-hmm. how long does she keep it off? Exactly. Like, is it sustainable? Exactly. Like yeah. what she did, is it, is it something that she can do and her family can do and that they can mm-hmm. learn together? Like, yeah. is a, you know, because it's holistic, like you said, like it includes the mama and the kids because mm-hmm. the mamas, you know, you found so many mamas being like short order cooks, like they're yeah. cooking for themselves and they're cooking for their family. Yeah. And like, that's just, that's not going to work. Like we need to work together to figure out how you're going to include your kids and your husband and yep. you know, make it a, make it a family thing because ultimately like that's what I want to do is to change the family tree. Yeah. Well, and then, so a big thing, like, I love that you say that because if you can change a mom, you can change an entire generation, right? Because yep. the mother is the center of the home. The mother is the cook, even if you don't know how to cook, right? I mean, there's so many convenient things that you can just, you know, learn about and just incorporate into, you know, making a meal. I mean, it could be easy as like popping a frozen vegetable steam bag into the microwave for five minutes and picking up a rotisserie chicken. You know what I mean? Like that's super easy. It's getting your, you know, it's, it's just, it's getting everybody involved and it's changing you know, I mean, it's, it's literally like impacting the generation. And I really like, I feel sorry. I would say if, I just, my heart hurts. Like when I see, like, even on the kids, the boys baseball teams, it's like, you've got a kid that's like overweight. He's out of breath by the time he hits third base, he's, you know, and, it, and then it's a reflection of the parent, you know what I mean? And it's 100% all the time. I mean, you're not going, and it just, I don't know. I have a passion in my heart for those, those kids in the, in the families, because it's like, it's, it's so coming from, from the family, you know, and it's, yeah. and they, it, it's a, it's a lifelong lesson to be able to learn how to eat healthy and take care of your body. Yeah. If you don't teach your kids them, like these foundational things when they're young, they'll struggle with it the entire life. Right. Like they'll yeah. always deal with weight issues. They'll always deal with, you know, body image issues, if they're little girls or whatever, you know, there's always going to be a something that, that is a reflection of their childhood. And I mean, that can be with anything, but you know, I mean, a lot of it is, you know, I mean, just 
laying that foundation as, you know, as the mom, as the heart of the home and getting them to eat healthy. So, I mean, I struggle with my oldest, like seriously, he, his thing is he won't try anything. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, just try a vegetable, (laughs) you know? So anyway, I, you know, I struggle with that, you know, even being as healthy and as, you know, lifestyle focused as I am, I still have a child that I struggle with, you know what I mean? But I continually make effort in that right direction. And I think a big thing for me and what I've learned is like, I teach them what's healthy and what's not like, you can have a healthy snack. That's not a healthy snack. You can, you know, that's not a healthy choice. This is a healthy choice. So like, I think even those little things, even if you don't have a healthy eater, I think be it the education piece of it. And even being in healthcare as a whole, I mean, that's a lot of it is the education, right? So it's like educating yep. your children, educating, um, you know, these, these women that are, you know, struggling with all of these things. It's like, you, you know, you first gotta like know what to do about it or recognize yeah. that there's a problem. So like, yeah, you I can love that a horse to water, but you can't make it, can't drink. make them drink. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, like my, my middle child is like a true testament to the, and well, first of all, like for any moms that are listening to this, like we struck, like me and you struggle too. Like mm-hmm. we, it, we breathe it. We, this is our job, yep. but my middle child until he was probably three or four years old, the only thing that he would eat the peanut butter and jelly or chicken nugget french fries fries. (laughs) because because I was not it was it was the easy choice it was an easy choice I wasn't going to argue and finally like I just decided well me and my husband decided like this is not how it's going to be like we're going to fix yeah we're going to fix supper Mm -hmm. and you can have what we eat and if you don't then you go to bed hungry Mm -hmm. and it's not and, and a lot of people think, oh my God, like you do what called defat. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, no, if he's hungry enough, he will eat he will what's eat. on that yeah. plate. Yeah. You know, and that's what a lot of parents get worried about, especially like toddlers, because toddlers don't sit down and eat. Mm-hmm. Like they don't sit down at a meal like we do. They just like kind of grab and go. Constantly. So they freak out. Like if they don't eat, like, you know, massive amounts of food. And I'm like, it's fine. Like their attention span is not that long. Mm-hmm. So they don't eat what little bit they want just to satisfy them. And they're going to go. Yeah. But then parents resort to eat to like chicken nuggets and French fries and stuff like that. Because they know that they'll eat. And exactly. Exactly. And I'm just like, keep out like healthy options just out on the table and they'll come by and swipe and come mm-hmm. by and swipe, you know, like in just lunch. But yeah. anyway, my middle child is a true testament to like, uh, to, um, persistence because now now like he'll eat a hamburger which is a big deal yeah this is a this is a big deal this is big (laughs) and how old is he how old is he now he's nine nine he's nine yeah and he'll eat green beans or he'll eat like potato like mashed potatoes or like but and people are like well that's not really healthy well no it's not but that's progress it's progress in the right direction you know exactly I mean anything that um you know any any progress no matter how big or small is still progress so yeah it's and it's a even for us like as adults like it's it's a continual thing you know it's like it's the journey right so yeah Mm -hmm. kids have to kind of go down that that path too so and even now like he'll ask me like Mama, is this is this a healthy snack? Because he loves fruits. Like he mm-hmm. loves fruits. He doesn't have a problem with that. But he'll say, Mama, is this healthy? 
It's yep. good for me. Yeah. Which is and so you good. Laid the foundation, right? Like you've exactly. laid the foundation, you planted the seed and yep. then you just have to continue to water it. Right. So exactly. That's huge. I think that's a, that's an awesome point to make. Um, so you also mentioned uh, mindset about, you know, around food and um, just how we think about food and it being, um, you know, such a huge part of it. And I love that part because it's our mindsets that like often hold us back, um, you know, to doing so many things, like whether it's in our, you know, health and wellness or achieving a certain goal, um, starting a new business or whatever, like our mindsets just play that huge role. So if you could just kind of touch a little bit on like how important mindset is. Um, so, oh gosh, like, I don't even know where to start with that, right? It's like the foundation of everything though. It is right. Like you either believe you can, or you believe you can't. And either way you're right. Exactly. Who makes that, who says that quote, but it's 100% true. Um, but yeah, I mean, even mindset, like you're going to, so say, you know, there's, a a mom or a woman that wants to start losing weight. Okay. You want to start losing weight. That's great. But what you have to like, that's awesome that you're going to take that journey, but what you have to get in your head or what you have to write down and what you have to remember in the hard times is your why, Mm -hmm. like, why are you doing this? Like, are you doing this so you can look in the mirror and be like, dang, I look good. Mm -hmm. Like, is, is that going to be enough of a driving force for you to choose like, the green beans and the, you know, like the, yeah, the take, making the healthier choice. Yeah. You got to have exactly. a strong life. Yeah. Or is it because like you want to go outside and have the energy to play with your kids or play mm-hmm. with your dog or, yeah. you know, keep up with your kids and not be exhausted by like four o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. And then often, yeah. I mean, and you'll probably agree with this, like it has to be something bigger than yourself. Exactly. Right? So it's like, Oh, I want to fit in this bikini and look good on the beach this summer. It's like, okay, but when, you know, the temptation goes through a drive-thru, it's probably, you're going to probably go through a drive-thru and eat that cheeseburger and French fries, you know, whether yeah. it's like, okay, like I want to set a good example for my kids and I want to be able to have the energy, like you said, to be able to play with them, make memories with them and not feel exhausted at the end of the day and, you know, be a total, you know, biatch because I feel yeah. like crap, you know? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. You know, when you feel like crap, like you don't feel like being nice to your kids or your husband or, Mm -hmm. you know, you ain't got the energy. All you want to do is just, you know, you go sit on the couch and just scroll or binge out on Netflix or whatever. Like you feel like crap. You don't feel like being nice to everybody else. So exactly. I think that's like the, the one like main, you know, like figure out your why, like, cause again, it has to be like bigger than yourself. Like you said, Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then also people don't like a lot of women have, um, struggles with, um, emotional eating, not to the point of having like an eating disorder, right. but just like those cookies are going to stuff the feelings that I have. Like they're, mm-hmm. they're going to stuff those feelings down or the chips are going to stuff those feelings. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're like. We stuff our feelings with food and, and people don't realize that like especially women they don't realize that they're suppressing their emotions yeah and eating you know or suppressing their emotions with the food and so that's another thing that I you know I get people to think like okay that's fine that you want that cookie or that's fine that you want those chips but 
why do you want them? Because like, mm-hmm. if you're really hungry. It's like, you know, I mean, for me, for a long time, especially when my kids were like little, like one in three, it was like wine, you know what I mean? And like, I can look back on it now and be like, I was coping, you know what I mean? Like I, I'm yep. not, I'm not an emotional eater, but I'm an emotional drinker. <laughs> you know what I mean? If I'm honest, <laughs> yeah. if I'm really honest, yeah. like I am, because like, I love wine. Like I love it. You know what I mean? Like if I had it at home, like I'm going to have a glass if I'm cooking dinner or whatever, but I was using it as a coping mechanism. I think that's, um, you know, kind of at the root of like what a lot of women use food for, um, is just to, they've had a bad day. It's like, Oh, I deserve this cookie. Or, you Mm -hmm. know, like for me, I deserve this glass of wine. Like it's been a shit day, you know, like I, I deserve this. And so instead of sitting with your feelings and sitting with your emotions and it's like, okay, why am I so overwhelmed? Like, why do I feel this way? How can I process this? That's probably, you know, like in a healthier way versus eating the cookie, which is going to give you like immediate gratification. But then on the flip side, you're going to feel shame for eating it, you know? So like, then it's like, you've got two, two parts of it. You're, you know, you, you not only like ate the cookie, now you're self sabotaging and feeling like crap. So yeah, it's really like sitting with those emotions. And I think like just processing them and um, understanding why you're feeling this way and dealing with it in another way. So exactly. Yeah, I love that. Um, Now you also shared like, um, like some foundational stuff about growing up and how, you know, your family made it a priority to cook home, you know, meals at home and like how we're so freaking busy, um, that we're really missing out on the connection part of, um, being a family. And I think this can relate back to like, you know, you say you're giving your 13 year old a a phone and I'm sure you felt that disconnect from your child. And I think, you know, I mean, it will go out to eat and, you know, we'll see a family sitting down and they're all on their phones. You know, and it's, um, I think back to like being the mom is the, you know, the center of the household and just being aware of those kinds of things, because it's so easy to get away from the connection piece of it, because it's like, you feel like you're in the same room, you're together. Um, and I think so many people have kind of felt this over like the whole past year with quarantine and COVID and, you know, it's, it's kind of becoming more, um, obvious because we can't like actually be together, but just that, um, connection piece that, that is missing. And, um, you know, how can you incorporate that into, you know, part of just like living holistically, like, especially when it comes to your family and, you know, this, this mom that's trying to, um, you know, make healthier choices for her family. Like what, what would you touch on, um, as far as the connection piece of that? Um, so first of all, like you have to, because of the outlets that we have, because of the phones, because of the TV, like, I mean, now, like, I think there's more TVs for toilets, like in America now, like, or more phones for toilets, something <laughs> stupid like that, you know, like, yeah, really and truly. Yeah. Um, so it, it is a conscious effort like mm-hmm. you have to consciously make the effort yes to connect with your children so for for me when I was growing up like 
like I said, my mama would work like eight to 10 hour days and come home, have a home cooked meal. My daddy would have a, you know, a warm meal on the table when he got home and we sat down as a family and Mm -hmm. we ate supper. It's me and my brother and which my brother's a little bit older than me. So it's only a few years that he did that with us. But, um, but, you know, we sat down as a family and we didn't necessarily discuss our day and like go over the, you know, the high points and the low points, but we sat together at a meal and ate. Yeah. And so for, for my family, like that is a priority for us. We can't do it every single night because, mm-hmm. you know, I have one child that's in uh, soccer and baseball and basketball, and then I have another one that's in tennis and baseball. And so we're all over the place, but whenever we can, we sit down at the table and have a meal. And that's just like our connections for the day. Mm-hmm. The days are crazy. I mean, we are, everybody is busy, but as a mother, like I try to make it a point to connect with each one of my kids every day. And like I said, it, and, and I, I connect in different ways than other people. Mm-hmm. You know, like I love all my kids. I kiss my kids. Like every morning they get up, like I make it a point to kiss them and hug them and tell them good morning. And I'm a lovey dovey person like that. Other people like right. my sister in law will be like, nah. Yeah, you have to be intentional, I think is, is the big takeaway for that, because it's so easy to be distracted and to not be intentional about that. And we only get so much, so much time with our kids. Right. And like, as mine, I've, I've kind of, I feel like I've gotten out of that, like just treading water, like with like barely being able to breathe with like all of the toddler stuff and kind of like we're in a a new season now and it's like I can breathe and like I can like don't get me wrong we still they they fight like cats and dogs they're in that season now because they're brothers you know what I mean but I do feel like I'm in a season they're a lot more independent um you know but it's being intentional about connecting with them. And then, you know, you have to learn your kid too. like a good book. I don't know if you've read it. Um, I haven't, I haven't, I read, um, the five languages of love or the five love languages. Um, but they also have one for kids. So it's like figuring out like what your kids love languages. And so it can be like, um, physical touch or words of affirmation or something like that. So it's, um, it's, it's kind of cool to, to figure out. And I think, you know, as, as children, um, it's very important for them to have that connection because, you know, when they do get older, you want them to be able to come to you. You don't want to feel a disconnect. You know what I mean? Like you want them to always be able to talk to you and be open and honest. And, um, I think that starts with nurturing them and connecting with them when they're little and it kind of opens the door for when they get older. So, um, you know, and, and when they're, when you're not intentional about that, um, there is that disconnect. And then, uh, you know, I think it just, it opens the door for so many other issues later in life, you know, whether it's in, you know, as a teenager or, you know, even as an adult, I think it flows into that. Um, But I can't, I can't remember what podcast I was listening to or what interview I was listening to, but it was a study that they did. And this is pertinent for like me and you as Mm -hmm. like, ball baseball mamas or you know, yeah. sports, sports mamas but um the they did a study on um college and professional athletes and they asked them what they hated most mm-hmm. about um about growing up and playing ball 
mm-hmm. and what they loved most about growing up and playing ball. Mm-hmm. And they hated most was riding home with the parents after the game. Yeah. Because it was, you should have done this and you should have done that. And this can be better. And this can be better. And this can be yeah. better. Yeah. And the thing that they loved the most was to hear their parents say, I'm proud of you. You did a good job. That's cool. Yeah. And so after I heard that, like before I say anything to my kids about the game and which most time I don't, cause the half time I don't even understand what happened. <laughs> I'm, I'm behind, especially in soccer. I'm still learning. But the first thing I say to them when they come off the field is like, I mean, only if they did a good, you know, like if they weren't yeah. holes on, the, on the field, or yeah. whatever, but I'm like, I'm proud of you. You did a good job. Yeah. You know, like I, I try positive to reinforcement. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that I, just yeah. really like stuck with me because I'm like, I don't want my kids hating riding home with me after the game. I uh, know. Kind of like, <laughs> I don't want to be that mom. No, <laughs> no, I don't want to be the pageant mom. No, no. Oh my gosh. That's funny. Um, so going back to like, um, the, uh, the health side of things, like, um, and for those of you, I don't think we mentioned this, like we used to work together as nurses yeah, in the, in the ER. So um, I love that in the beginning you shared, like when you got into nursing, like you, you thought that you're going to like be helping pe- people with like preventing disease. And like, kind of when you got into it, it was just kind of like, oh, wow. Um, you know, this is kind of a different scenario than I was, you know, expecting. I was expecting to like change the world and come in and like, you know, treat heart disease and all this stuff. So we share a lot of the same beliefs um, with like disease prevention versus treating, um, you know, and that can, that should be a priority. Um, so I want you to share with us and um, how you went from, you know, working as a full-time nurse practitioner um, to working part-time and starting your health coach, coaching business and kind of how God played a role in all of that. <clears throat> Um, so I can distinctly remember (laughs) sitting in my office, looking out the window as a little tangle of woods, just a bunch of vines and whatever. And just sitting here like thinking, this is, this is not where I'm supposed to be. Like this is just not yet. And so I had been looking, um, into the Institute of Integrative Nutrition, like health coaching program. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, that day I decided to do that. It's like, okay, I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to take this part, like, you know, I'm going to do this program. And um, so anyway, in the process of doing that, I got pregnant <laughs> unexpectedly with number three and um, went part-time with him. But in the midst of all of that, like I just, I felt God calling me to a different different purpose like for a different purpose like mm-hmm. it's, it's so hard to describe but if yeah but well you knew in your heart like that something, was, like, something yeah. you wanted to do something different yeah exactly exactly and I was I was meant to do something different and I've always been in, in interested in health and wellness and fitness and nutrition and you know that's just been my thing I've always mm-hmm. been interested in it and so um so anyway me and my husband talked and he was like that's fine like you do you, you know, he's, he supported me through my master's degree and he's like, you do you. Yeah. And so now he's like, support me through this. And he's like, you do you. And I yeah. will support you a hundred percent. Um, so, you know, through working at the office and, and hearing all of these women, 
um, and not having the time to mm-hmm. work with them in the office, um, I decided to start my health coaching business so that I can have the time and I can put forth the effort and, you know, have, have that um, unrushed time to listen and to help women work through, you know, what's going on and how to help them implement it into their families, you know, their life and their family's lives. Mm-hmm. I love that. So um, do you, do you do most of your stuff online with your, yes. your women? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Do you do, um, do you do like, like Zoom meets like this or do you yeah. do phone calls? You do yeah, Zoom? I do Zoom. Um, and then I'm actually pretty jacked about this, about to start um, a group coaching program, which is going to start planning on launching it in April. Okay. Um, so yeah, so be on the lookout for that. Yeah. But I'm excited because then I can help. Cause like right now I'm just doing one-on-one. one-on-one so then yeah. I can help, you know, more people at the same time and then yeah. in a group setting like you learn from one another yes and I love that and then so you dynamic you're kind of expanding your you know your impact like you know your one-on-one time is just kind of getting back into almost the the standard healthcare model right like you have yeah. one-on-one time and you only have so many hours in the day that you can see patients and so yeah. being able to do like group coaching is like huge, like, you know, I mean, you can fill those classes and reach, you know, so many more people. Um, and we can, um, we can kind of jam on this after, but I've got a thought in my head, um, for you about, um, like if you did a group coaching thing and like, it doesn't have to be the first round, but you could almost turn it into an online course. Um, so, and repurpose your content. And so then you just have something that's evergreen. So like you created it once you went through with your, you know, your initial people, and then like you create a Facebook group, kind of nurture them there. Um, so we can jam on that later, but, um, if you, um, if you could give the listeners just, um, some tips on how to start prioritizing their health and, um, mindset, um, I know, Number one, you mentioned using a calendar, um, which I'm all about, like being organized. Like, <laughs> I always see your post. You're like, do you have a planner? Like, if you don't have a planner, you're planning to fail. <laughs> I mean, with three kids, like, I got to have my planner because if not, I am yeah. lost. Yeah. Lost. <laughs> like, out in left field, no idea where. Yeah, and I'm I love that to paper too, because everything's like digital now. And yeah. although I do love digital, I think having paper and that visual and like being able to like just see it and check it off, um, I think that's like, you know, I just yeah. love, love paper and being able to get that gratification from like checking something off your list. Yep. <laughs> yep. I'm straight up old school in that way. Yeah. I make a list all day long. Yep. Um, and then I think you had mentioned like managing your stress, which I mean, we could do a whole nother episode on stress management and like even down to, you know, how it affects you on a hormonal level and your adrenals and all that. But like, just, um, if you could touch on like managing your stress, like from someone who is just like a beginner and looking, you know, like they know they're stressed out, but they don't really know what to do or where to start. Um, so one one app that I'll say is the Calm app. Okay. I really like it if you're into like meditation. Yeah. Um. If you want to try yoga, Down Dog mm-hmm. app. Um. And 
you know, like just going for a walk. Like mm-hmm. you don't need an app for that. You don't outside. need technology going outside, yeah. going for a walk, getting in nature. Yeah. Unplugging. Okay. I mean, that's that. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. beginner level yeah. right there. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, just sitting, <laughs> just sitting in a room by yourself, which for some mamas, that's difficult. I totally get that. Yeah. Um, Go hide in a closet but, and just breathe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> by yourself lock the door (laughs) but just like beginner level would be go for a walk or just sit for like two minutes and listen to your breath yeah you know and and just kind of branch out from there there's so many different things and and some people like de-stress by going shopping like shopping Mm -hmm. stresses me out some but people that's not de-stress. always a healthy outlet though you know what no, I mean it's no, like it can definitely become unhealthy yeah, yeah and we go like jam on the whole Dave Ramsey thing too because I'm I'm there I know <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love Dave Ramsey I love him yeah. but yeah some people de-stress by getting their hair done like yeah that stresses me out some yeah. people de-stress by getting their nails done that stresses me yeah. out you know <laughs> so everybody has a different outlet and it's yeah. just kind of trying the different ones to figure out what yours is but yeah. my personal therapy is is exercise that's yes my, me too yeah yeah and eating exercise. healthy which is your net your your third point was like to eat real food yeah. and I love that like you said real food because I'm going to tell you a funny story um so <clears throat> my husband is a total cheeseburger guy and um just through like like this whole health journey of mine, like I have transitioned to a plant-based diet. And so, um, by default, he, he eats more plant-based because that's what I fix, you know what I mean? And, and I'm not, you know, I'm not super strict and I never have been like with him. Like I've, I've, I always like, you know, invite him to watch the documentaries with me or like share like some knowledge from a book that I've read. Um, but anyways, he, notices that he feels way better when he eats more plants oh wow you know what I mean shocker Shocker. (laughs) so he was talking to a guy about working out and eating healthier and you know how he feels so much better you know eating more plant-based and he asked the guy he said um so have you ever tried this plant-based thing and he says nah dude he's like I eat real food And I'm like, that's the most hilarious thing I've heard like all week long. Like seriously, like, okay, the most real food you can get grows in the damn dirt, which is like plant-based. So like, I think people get confused, like (laughs) what plant-based is. So I want you to talk about what real food is. (laughs) So basically what you just said, if it looks, if it looks like it did when it came from the ground, like God made it. Exactly. (laughs) I mean, I I personally have like a not a rule, but like a guideline that I go by. Um, I mean, yes, they say like you know go the perimeter of the grocery store, but that's not necessarily true because like in the middle of the grocery store, like you have the frozen foods all, and frozen foods are not inherently bad. It's just the quote, excuse my language, the shit that they put in there to. Mm keep the food what, good yeah, preserved, the preservatives yeah. but the frozen vegetables like the frozen fruits mm-hmm. and vegetables are not bad now that being said caveat to that is like the mashed cauliflower like the 
you know, they try to make it, they try to make healthy, quick things. Mm -hmm. If you look in there, there's still a lot of preservatives in there. Right. And basically it still looks like the good things to eat in the middle of the grocery store are the, the things that look like they did when they came from the ground. Yeah. Um, but if you do buy packaged foods, like my personal like guideline is like five ingredients or less. Yes. Because yeah, I love that. Most of the time if it's five ingredients, like they're gonna be like real legitimate like ingredients that you could take, put it in a bowl in your kitchen and make something semi similar yeah. to what it was. Yeah. And I love that um you mentioned like paying attention to the ingredients because if it's got something on there that you can't pronounce, it probably ain't good for you, you know, and this is another yep. good thing. Like I've started with my kids, like, even though my nine-year-old is not, you know, he could eat a lot more healthy than he, than he does. Like I educate him, like he'll pick something up at the grocery store and say, can I have this? And I'll say, well, look at the ingredients. Can you pronounce them? Can you read them out to me? And if he can't, then I'm like, no, you can't have it. You know what I mean? And so like yep. the, just those little things like the SpaghettiOs. Okay. Well, mommy, there's too many on here. I can't read. Well, then it ain't good for you. You know, so yep. like even those little things, it's like, you know, you're educating your kid um, with uh, without it being, you know, without them really knowing that you're educating them. You're just like saying, hey, like, you know, if you can't pronounce it, then there's probably a good idea that you shouldn't be putting it in your body. So, yep. yeah. So I love that. Um, and um, let's touch on sleep. So like prioritizing sleep. And again, we could do a whole nother episode on this, like, like we could on stress, but like sleep is such a huge priority and granted mamas are in different seasons of their life if they have littles, but you know, you have, you will get past that, that hump at some yes. point <laughs> you will, there is light at the end, at the end of the time. <laughs> You will get over that because we've both been there and you probably still are there a little bit with your two-year-old, but talk about um, why sleep is such a priority. So sleep is when our bodies like reset. They, they take care of everything that like all of the toxins and things we've been exposed to, whether it's emotional, mental, physical, whatever. That's how what's when our body takes care of all of that. When I say take care of it, there's so many different processes that go on. It's like, again a whole nother episode but it just rests and repairs itself and so we need that time to for our body to rest and repair and if we don't get that time then you which typically seven to eight hours of sleep is what is what is recommended some people are like oh I only need five no you think you need five but really you need more you're just surviving on five you're not thriving but anyway yeah um, but if you don't exactly <laughs> in adrenaline, yes. Um, but if you don't get that amount of time, then like the next day, your body's going to try to make up with it. And you're probably going to start car craving carbs, like simple carbs and sugar, simple sugars and coffee. And you're going to hit that three o'clock slump and then you're going to feel like crap stuff. and yep. yeah, you're going to want unhealthy things. And so it just starts like a really vicious cycle. So just getting prioritizing your sleep and protecting that time at night is like super important as a foundation for your health. Mm -hmm. And I was going to mention to you, um, I don't know if you've read this book, it's called Sleep Better. It's by um, Sean Stevenson, who he has a podcast called The Model Health Show. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> I actually haven't read the book, but I've, I've seen some of the um 
uh, I've heard people talk about it and I've actually read, he's got another book that I'm, I'm reading now. It's called, um, eat smarter and, um, or is it eat smarter, eat, eat better. I think it's eat smarter. Maybe it's sleep smarter. Maybe that's the name of the book sleep smarter. Um, but he really dives into like how it is the foundation of everything, you know what I mean? And so like, you're talking to these women and you're, you know, in your health coaching business and they want to know, like, they want to lose weight. Like, that's what they come to you for. I have no energy and I want to lose weight. So their thing is, okay, I want to, I need to start a diet, Mm -hmm. but you really have to back it up to the foundational things. You know, you can't start doing all these other things if you're not fixing the foundational things. And sleep is such a huge one. He dives into like, I mean, it really is like how your body, like it repairs itself. Like, you know, it fast during that time. So that's like, you know, intermittent fasting is like a huge thing now, which, um, you know, if you're, if you're cutting your eating off, say at six at night, you eat dinner and then you don't eat until six in the morning, you may not realize you're fasting, you know what I mean? But you are. And so like, essentially that's giving your body the time it needs to repair. And so like fasting goes back to like centuries, you know what I mean? And it's involved in every religion. Like there's always some fasting, um, component. And so that's a huge benefit of, you know, sleep is that your body, you know, does all of its repair and, um, really fights off disease. If we think about it, like, you know, during that time. And yeah, so exactly. It like cleans itself. I think like yeah, cleaning. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So, so it'll self-clean. What's that? <laughs> I think you just have to sleep so it'll self-clean. I know. And like these are like so like people think, oh, you know, that's so simple. Like really? And I'm like, yes, really. Like that's really, I mean, you gotta get that that down or none of the other stuff is going to be sustainable. You're not going to be able to sustain the diet. You're not going to be able to continue sleep, you know, with on four hours of sleep and drinking coffee all day long. Like that's just not realistic. You really have to get down to the foundational approach to it and eating healthy food, prioritizing your sleep, managing your stress, drinking water. Um, and then, uh, your fifth point here was get support. So like, I want you to kind of throw in, um, your, um, your thoughts on the support piece of things. So I don't know if any of you have tried to do a diet alone, <laughs> um, but it's kind of hard. Yeah. <laughs> Especially like if you like the office that I work at, um, we constantly have drug reps, drug reps, bringing in the food, bring in the food and it ain't unhealthy food. food into the doctor's they office. Gonna, yeah, they're going to bring the diabetes medication, but they don't bring the barbecue and the macaroni and cheese. And the cookies. And the cookies <laughs> and the cake. <laughs> so, you know, if you're not surrounding yourself with people that are going to support you and you're in situations like that, like it's, it's really hard. So whether you get a friend to do it, your husband to do it with you. Um, that's why it's like so much better um, to do it with your family because you can support one another, whether it's with like a health coach, um, a healthcare provider, like just somebody that you can stay in touch with and, you know, be accountable to and um, come to just for support and ideas and, and just re you know, like that positive reinforcement. And um, so just, support in general will help you 
make these changes and help you to sustain them. Yeah. And, you know, community is such a big aspect of it. And it's, you know, the saying is like, you are like the people you surround yourself with. So making sure you have those positive like reinforcements in that community um, to be able to, to, to keep it going, to, you know, to, to have you stick with it. And then, you know, the more you do it, the easier it gets, but especially in the beginning, I think it's really important that you have that, that support piece there. So I love that. Um, So if you could just tell my listeners where they can find you, if they're interested in doing some health coaching in this new um, group setting (laughs) that you got going on next month, um, let us know where uh, we can find you. Okay, so on IG, it's Jennifer, J-E-N-N-I-F-E-R dot Coble, C-O-B as in boy, L-E dot help. Um, and then jennifercoble.com is my website. So either one of those places, y'all come follow along with the shenanigans because yes. my boys are on and there I'll a lot. Also, um, I'll link that up in the show notes um, for the episode too, so they can um, have a direct link to that. Um, where they can reach out to you. So thank you so much for I'm so glad I got to see your face. (laughs) I know. I know. It's been like like I said, I see you on social media all the time, but just like, you know, know. conversation. (laughs) (laughs) It'd be so much better if I could come to Myrtle Beach though. I know presence. (laughs) I know, I know. We'll have to make that happen for sure. I know for real. Yeah. So, all right, girl, we'll have an awesome week. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to hang out. All right. You too. See you. Bye. Bye. Hey, real quick, before you go, if you enjoyed today's show, make sure you go over to Apple iTunes and hit subscribe. This way you'll get notified when all of the new episodes air. And if you've been listening to the show and you know some other friends or coworkers that may enjoy it, or you just want to say thank you, be sure to take a screenshot and share it over on the gram, post it up in your stories and tag me at Brianne, it's B-R-I-A-N-N-E underscore Bell, B-E-L-L. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. I'm so grateful for you guys. Until next time. If you like my mom's podcast, make sure you subscribe and leave a review.